certified, certified real. Hey, I'm a little excited. You heard it here first. Certified real. Airborne. You are now listening to Real Talk Podcast. This is certified. What up, good people? It's the Real Talk Podcast. We back. Season two. Uh, we got the usual suspects with us this evening. Y'all say what up, people, real quick. Good, what's good, what's good. Um, hope you guys are excited about this season as we are. We're looking forward to it. We had a, a great season last year. We appreciate everybody that ch- checked out all the past episodes. If you haven't, go ahead and go on to the uh, YouTube page. That's the Real Talk Podcast. Don't check out the others, Real Talk. Check out the Real Talk Podcast. All right. But um, like I said, um, we're back for season two. We got some 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 new topics and some some new things that we're going to do this season. Um, we're gonna have some 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 guests, of course, like we did last season. Um, some new faces we're gonna bring in. You're gonna see some old faces, but um, we back again. I hope y'all ready. Strap in, and uh, we here. A little bit excited about this season. We do got a lot of uh, special things planned that we're gonna go ahead and tackle new topics. Um, the dope films that's coming out this year. Um, but today's topic. Um, I thought it was important that we dive into immediately. We're going to talk about black trauma um, in films in general, but especially um, in black cinema. So I wanted to spark it off and and go ahead and just open it up and see, you know, talk about. So make sure that we all on the same page when it comes to what we're thinking about when we see a black trauma film. Well, um, I guess we could just start off by defining black trauma and. Black trauma is basically, it it refers to the mental and emotional injury caused by encounters with racial bias and discrimination, racism, hate crimes uh, against black people in films. Um, So you have a lot of black films and black TV shows that are centered centered around things like slavery, police police brutality, racism, and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's basically what it is. So so let's I want to start it here. Let's let's dive into this one. What's your favorite black film that kind of covers what Terrell just said? So your favorite film that kind of has black trauma in it. If if you have one. Mm, I don't think I have one. I think there's a there's a series of I think one of the more recent ones would probably be, you know, like something like Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. Um uh, get get out uh, to to a degree. Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's been there's been quite a few over the years, but uh, but those are the two most recent ones I can think of that I that I really I rate like you know masterpieces that I wanted to see because I don't want to see all black trauma films. I'm some to some degree I gotta yeah. chill on that. But what about you, Banks? Um, I was one that just was, just come uh, to your mind. Oh, one that one that just immediately pops in my head was um, Twelve Years a Slave," you know, things like 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 a film like that. Um, it was a film I didn't even initially want to watch. Those type of films, I got I gotta like kind of have like a mental preparation to watch it because it's it's a little um, I say angering to watch it. But, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't I'd have to agree with girls. I don't really have like a favorite one. I don't I don't even really try to I try to stay away from that genre, even though. I will watch for like educational purposes just to see how they 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 um, delivered the message of the film. Like I, I'll watch it for that purposes, but just to sit down and watch, no. 
about you? Uh, what about you, Beastly? Um, I mean, I'm not like a you know, I kind of kind of going off what you were saying. I'm not like a huge fan of the uh, the black traumas. I mean, I know we've seen everything. The ones that just come off the top of my head, I would say something like Color Purple, or or something like that. Um, I would even say like gangster films like Menace to Society, something like that. Um, pops out in my head, but I feel like um today, like as we stand today, I feel like the there's there's a there's a huge an abundance of uh examples of black black uh, trauma films that are out right now and we we reviewed a bunch of them so make sure y'all check that out from season one about you Jordan? thanks i immediately thought of get out i think that jordan peele does a good job with artistically expressing that message whatever it is uh racism discrimination all that good stuff um well not good stuff but just just the way he does it it's um Definitely could be appreciated, but I'm also on the same page as Banks. I don't really explore that category a lot. I'll watch it a couple times, but it's not something I'm like, oh, let me watch a black trauma film. You know, it's it's kind of one of those films that you gotta watch just to know what's going on and you know, knowing what the powerful message is. Right. And I have one to them to my list, like uh Fruitvale Station. I mean, that's right. I, I got me introduced to Ryan Coogler. You know, so I, I want to make sure I shot that one out. Okay, my fault. Continue. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because I have a, a little bit different approach to it, um, and and y'all kind of all said like have kind of have a agree on y'all kind of stay away from, um, those films when y'all see it, y'all know it's coming, y'all kind of, you know, y'all it, it's a good piece of work. Like I thought, um, um, like them, the show on Amazon was a good body of work, oh, yeah. but it's just it smacks you with a lot of um black trauma, um. What's the other one? Oh uh, man, I just lost. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, it came out in 2020. Um, I mean, Lovecraft has some. Yeah, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Has some, Lovecraft. Some, some yeah, so it's a great, it's a great body of work. It's an amazing show, but it hits you with some, with some black trauma and stuff like that. So like, those are the ones that I thought of when I first think of black trauma because those are the most recent ones. Like they got the Underground Railroad um show I haven't watched yet, but that's up there. And I'm sure that's gonna have plenty of black trauma. Um. But the, what I mean with a different approach is I feel like um, almost every black story has that that trauma in it, right? Like you have some that's a little bit more mm-hmm. than others. But like, for example, we um, I, I finished um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, a couple of weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? It's not blatant in your face like a 12 Years a Slave or or like we, we did um, um, The Black Messiah. Like it's not blatant in your face of it happening, but it's there. Like they, there's little instances of him there because he's a black man becoming Captain America. So it's kind of, it's like in the front, in the, in the you know, in the front of you here, we doing it, but kind of second to the shield or the superhero aspect of it, but it's still underlining, it's still there. And then we see all kinds of films like that. And another one that came to my mind was when um, Jamie Foxx played um, um, Electro. Oh. He played Electro in the Spider-Man film. Like mm-hmm. even that has some sort of like black trauma um, towards it, because the way he was treated, forgotten. Remember, they, they took his idea, like, oh, this is a great idea. We take it, not give you no credit for it, type feel oh, to it. Yeah. Like that happens. <clears throat> who, that has happened throughout history since you know since we since Seven this times. country has started. You know what I'm saying? So right. there's always some instance of black trauma in black films, and I just wanted to um, point that out and discuss that and see how we feel about that. Because every time we sit down and we watch a black film, you know what I'm saying? We see that. But then there are some other films like Black Panther, 
right? So you have like two sides of the coin. So we have like the Chachala side where there's not a lot of black trauma on that side of how he, how he's carrying mm-hmm. himself, but he's separated from, you know, Amer- America, right? Then you have the Killmonger mm-hmm. side who's obviously all black trauma, right? So the film has that underlying story of black trauma, but that particular character doesn't face it the same or have those same underlying uh, issues. So I just wanted to get y'all opinions on that. Now that I kind of pointed that out to y'all, now you can think of more films that kind of has that underlying that you kind of didn't see at first, if that makes sense. So what's your thoughts on that? I think John, John Singleton, like when I think of like those films, like that really started started to put into prominence like spike lee touched on it john singleton like pretty much started his career off of that stuff things like that or got rose into prominence off of that um i don't like i can see how somebody can take you know the black trauma and you know present it and you know make it profitable so i understand that aspect of it but um the other other side of it you know, just to go off of what you're saying, like, yeah, you can you can show that side. You can you can show different kinds of uh, variations of it, like a show or you know a play or a movie, even even um, even literature. But uh, there's a there's a side to where people, some people think, you know, you might be pimping the struggle. You know, what I mean, you might be, you know, to you know, in certain terms, you might be just trying to make a buck off of you know stuff that we grew up uh, that we recognize. So I don't know. I, I just feel really but, quick. Really quick off of that that you that you mentioned that because I feel like um, Tyler Perry did that. Like I feel like Tyler Perry took that stereotypical um, black woman and pimped it out to make it profitable to get to where he's at, right? Because we do have other other people like a Jordan Peele, like a John Singer that you said that nece- that didn't necessarily pimp it. Like was Spike Lee telling our stories, and our stories are is black trauma, right? So that's why we see it in all of our you know black creations. It's because that's we're telling, we're literally telling our stories, right? But then you have um, Tyler Perry, in a way, is telling, you know, telling. There's plenty of black women out there that has, um, that that kind of follow those things. Maybe not to the um, exaggerated effects that he has done it to, but I do feel like Tyler Perry is just one of many that um, that utilize that method of pimping, because that's that's pretty much what he did. What, what do y'all think? Do, about do, that? do do you think? It's justified or not justified, considering where he is now with the 300-acre studio, and you know all the people he's hiring and all the, the the black staff that he has in his team. Do do you think that it's justified that he did that, or do you think it was you know he should have took a different route? In your opinion, I, I think I think. On, on one side, I am like, it does like look crazy to me, like from that aspect of, of what X was just saying. But I also look on the other aspect of we we have all these, these and y'all know I'm like, I'm like no super fan of Tyler Perry, but we've, we've always seen these, these white studios take advantage of what they, like take advantage of, of that same idea. And I look at it from the standpoint of not, not saying this was, was his thought process, but if you see all them taking advantage of this and 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 using it to that and and to have that outcome that they're having, we're not benefiting from it at all. And then you come in and you do the same thing, and then you're he's, I guess in a way he's doing that because he doesn't he does hire a lot of a lot of people that wouldn't normally get jobs in like big Hollywood 
studios. Like he he goes to like your, I mean, the thing I always hit on is his um the the hair pieces in his movies, but he uses a lot of students like that do that do hair. Like he doesn't use like somebody who's been doing this for 15 years, he's going over there and getting a kid who's just getting out of cosmetology school and having them work on it that way they can get their work out there. So it's like, I kind of see it from both ways, if that makes sense. Yeah, Terrell, I mean, you got a point. I mean, like, yes, he's created numerous opportunities, countless opportunities for people of color, you know, to, to break into the film industry or whatever aspect that they, you know, that they choose to break into it. And so, you know, at one point, you know, you can look at it like this dude's, I don't know, he's like a billionaire, like oh, damn near close to it, just off of just off of the, the business that he decided to do. So I, I, I actually don't fault Tyler Perry for, you know, uh, the decisions he's made and, and the prominence that he's rose to just based off of doing good business. Like, I, I can't I can't fault that. Also, a lot of artists like they just they they normally typically they start out. And sometimes they keep on it. Sometimes they struggle with like they just make what's familiar to them. And being that he was poor growing up, I, I can't remember where he grew. It was what was it, Louisiana or Atlanta? Growing up poor, like I'm pretty like the what he puts in his movies is describing what he's seen his whole life. So it's like it's not like I I don't get where he's coming from with it. Like this is a rich dude that's come down and, and making a movie about something he knows nothing about. But it's this was his environment growing up, especially, I think, I think it was Atlanta growing up there. I mean, you see all types of stuff growing up. So it's, that's just my perspective on it though. So I think it's a little different. I, I first, at first I would say I would fall him because um, I think the representation in the art is a little bit more important um, than, than the funds, like than the money that came, that comes from it in the long run. But then thinking about it, um, and like to what Banks has said about it, um, I don't necessarily fault him because like you said, he's, he is giving people opportunities. Um, and as long as he in the future, you know, as long as we're starting to fix that representation, because like what Terrell, like to a point that Terrell had made is he, he's, he, you don't think that he's thinking about um, because it's just people that's in his family. So this is how he see the people in his family. But the audience, he don't see that explanation. The audience don't see it that way, right? Like the audience see a black woman. So like the um, I forget Marcus. What's the one with Marcus and his wife? She's always mad, screaming and stuff like that. Uh, that's a represent- yeah, that's a representation. Like he has multiple representations of black women in his film, of course. But you know what I'm saying? He's portraying mm-hmm. those those particular ones, um, and that's just a bad rap that that's being put out there, right? Like Marcus is this playboy got a crazy baby mama, et cetera, et cetera, right? Even the one with that Bow Wow was in, right? So he's playing, yeah, he's playing off the stereotypes. And yes, these are people that we see, we might have them in our family and things like that. But these are the people that when other people outside of the community see it, this is the representation that they see of us, right? So and I think that's a, that's important. I think I feel like that's what Spike Lee does. He makes sure that the representation is there, which is why you don't see a lot of that type of stuff in Spike Lee films. So that's the type of thing that I, that I was more so um, pointing at when I was pretty critiquing um, Tyler Perry and his filmmaking and stuff like that, because you can, he can make film, like he can make film like a Spike Lee that always tries his best to represent, you know, the black community as best as possible. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's, a, it's hard for me to blame Tyler Perry for that because of where he's gone 
right? But then I have to look at it too, like, because Jamie Foxx did it, right? Um, Martin Lawrence did it. So should I blame them because they, did, because they didn't have the success that Tyler Perry had, even though they did the same thing? You know what I'm saying? So that's how I was kind of approaching and looking at it and that, that type of thing. I think the, the important thing now is that we observe that and and just not do what they did. Instead of, you know, going for black trauma, go for something more heroic, more um, commendable, as opposed to telling traumatic experiences all the time. Uh, that's, that's honestly my goal and why I'm going to school for film anyway. I want to tell stories of joyful experiences, you know, like people as lawyers, detectives, superheroes, all that stuff. So, but, but, I, but I, I do, I do appreciate, you know, everything and everything and all the work that they did, but I just, I'm choosing a different route. Right. So I have one, so I have a question um, for you pretty much because you brought it up. So right. there, there's, there's tons of movies. I'm not saying that there isn't movies out there that um, doesn't have uh, black, that doesn't have that. I mean, there's tons of movies that doesn't, you know, like star black trauma, right? Like the whole point of this film is black trauma, right? We all have an idea that there's plenty of movies like that, right? Um, but there's, but I, but I do believe that every film has a little bit of black trauma in it in some shape and form, because that's just the, the position that black creators sit when they create their films, right? It's like a part of their life. It would kind of feel um, unrealistic if, we didn't experience a little bit of that black trauma um, in the films, right? So there was one film that I remember that came to my mind when you was talking about like detectives and stuff like that was 21 Bridges with Chadwick, with Chadwick Boseman that I thought was a, was a, I thought it was a dope film that, that kind of has a little bit of black trauma, but it's not like the star of it. Like it's not all about black trauma, right? Like, cause it could have been a, a cop movie about how he's being treated as a black cop, right? But it wasn't, it was him. Any person could have played that role. It didn't have to be a black, could have been black, white, um, Hispanic, whatever. Anybody could have played that role and it would still have been, you know, a decent film, right? But there is a little bit of it when it comes to um, the individual that he, was, that he was trying to capture, right? The black man that he was trying to capture, right? So, and him in general. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and him in general, right? So, so but it, it still feels authentic. So my question is, could, do you think that you can make an authentic film and leave out black trauma completely? And if so, do, is there any films that you could think of that kind of do, that, that does that in a way? Um, I feel like the writer, if, if they're, you know, if they're telling the story true to, you know, their experiences, for example, a black man, then black trauma might accidentally just roll up in that story. I feel like it, you can't help but to talk about it if, if you've been through it. Like I, I, I was always taught in every film class that I was in, just tell your story. Don't, you know, don't, don't fake it. Don't, don't pretend you know this or pretend you know that. Um, just, just make sure that you're authentic with yourself. And even if you do try to make up a story or, or any, any kind of film, part of you is going to be a part of that instance anyway like the, the black trauma might still be there and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that because that, that's just that's just the way it is that's how it's going to come out i think it's it's like possible but if you you i feel like if you don't you feel like something's missing i feel like it's kind of 
I don't want this to sound fucked up to say, but I, I feel like it's kind of like black trauma. It's kind of like, it's like that thing that comes along with being black. Kind of. It's normalized. If that, may, if that makes sense. Like it, it's, it's like, it's, it's normal. Like you almost expect it. So it's like, I could write a movie about a black detective, but I feel like even if I don't show it on camera, you assume as an audience because of the way of the world and the way you know things, at some point in this this officer's career, this 15 year career, he probably definitely dealt with some black trauma. Like I feel like it's implied. So it's to the point to where even if they never mention it in the movie, it's always like, it, it's, it's implied. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So everything going on, George Floyd, all, all, like everything going on in, in the world, it could be a movie about a black wizard and people, the audience is, is just gonna put that onto the character and that's what happens in, in films anyway you're gonna put whatever whatever you feel onto the character regardless so if it's a black man you automatically think that because last week so-and-so just got killed and he was unarmed like so i do i do no go ahead go ahead all right oh my fault i'm gonna say something but no i was gonna i think it's possible i think it i think you look at people like um it, it, well, you make a good point when you talk about stuff like 21 Bridges, where it's like it's not the, the focal point of the film. It's like it's a part of it. But at the same time, and no, no spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, like you get to the end, you know, he's, he's having to deal with uh, the only officer he trusts. And the reason why he trusts him only with the information that he has uh, is, is not because they're both black. That really has little to nothing to do with it. It's more just because the the way he carries himself, the way he's actually out for the truth or whatever. So they make it a point to not really just focus on on that portion uh, uh, of the film. Question, question. Since since you just use that word, and I don't mean to step on nobody's toes, if anybody's gonna say nothing, but do y'all feel that? Do you feel that a character can be presented as authentically black without that black trauma? Like, do you, do you feel like you'll get an authentically black vibe? Because I mean, that is a thing. Like you, we have those, you have those sayings where you feel like uh, if a, people will say like a character is acting too white, which I, I still don't know exactly what that is, but there is a, a, a feeling for authenticity. What do y'all feel it takes? What, the more so question, what do y'all feel it takes for a character be, to be considered authentically black? That's on a case by case basis. You ask the you, if you ask the different person. If I ask, if I ask Beastly, like, well, oh, was this character? That's why I asked like, like the four of y'all to see yeah, like the okay, the, what y'all yeah. got from it. It depends on the character. It depends on the film. For me, like, it doesn't take much like for you to present yourself as being like, okay, I can I recognize that character. At some at some point, you ask a, a different person from a different part of the country or different from a different walk of life. It's gonna be like, man, that I don't. Who the hell is that? Like, I don't, I don't know who that is. Like, who's walking on the screen? Somebody might not have liked Chadwick Boseman's character in 21 Bridges, or might not have liked the, the way Lakeith Stanfield played himself, uh, played the person in the photograph. But to me, both of those are both authentically Black people, but they play different kinds of characters. It's just, it's just a matter of taste. So, uh, I think if, if you're a Black kid who grew up, you know, in a low-income neighborhood, you grew up in the projects or whatever, right? 
and you go to you go to see a movie, you see a black family living it up in a mansion or in a high class neighborhood, you might look at that and be like, "What the hell is this? He's acting white or whatever, whatever the comment is." So I, I guess it just all depends on where you're from and what black people so you've been around your whole life. Yeah, yeah. So okay. so I think. Um... I, I, and we had, and what's funny is we kind of had this conversation before in the past, like when we talked about black cinema, because like my argument for black cinema is black, a black story is as long as there's a black person, it's a black story, right? Because we have individuals, we, there are um, African American males that's never been arrested, never been harassed by the police, right? Even though we associate police harassment as black trauma because it's more likely to happen to us, there are individuals that have not been harassed or have not been in those those situations, right? There are, and then we even talked about like Carlton from the first Prince of Bella, right? Like he's experienced a completely different life than than um, Will Smith's character, but at the same time, they're both living a black life and have a black story, even yeah. though it's vastly different, right? And I think us, when it comes to perspective, as long as us us watching it has this understanding that my black story is different from Gil's black story, even if me and Gil's lived in the same rundown project buildings, because I might have both my parents in the house, he might only have one parent in the house, or he might only have his grandmother in the house, right? So he's gonna live a different lifestyle than I have, even though we're living in the same environment, right? So as long as we have that perspective, then yes, it's always gonna be in some shape or form authentic. I like I like the point that you brought up with like with Carlton, and so, like, but the different like the different characters from different from different uh, media, you know, we we can look at them. You know, and a completely, um, you know, a completely another aspect. Like, I already, I feel like I already know the answer to this question already, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Like, Beasley, you got uh, Philip Banks from Fresh Prince, Bill Cosby from The Cosby Show, JJ from Good Times, or or like uh, Martin Payne from The Martin Show. Like, who would you think the most authentically black person is, just based off where you're from or how much black trauma they they've seen? Based off stereotypes, yeah, I I would say like JJ, just because JJ. the times or whatever and the way he talked. I thought I thought you was going Martin. I thought you. If no, I, I mean, like we talking about the black experience because to to me Martin didn't struggle really like as far as in comparison to to what JJ and, and what they were living in. I mean, Martin had his own spot with Gina and could go to Gina's spot. At any time, and Had was a radio host, radio and you know he wasn't struggling. Like JJ, JJ was living with how many people in that house? You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that was like the because that reminded me of like how we came up. You know, when, when I was younger in, in New York, living in an apartment building with like six, seven people in a in a two, three bedroom apartment. So to me, that's the more. And then of course, you know, with Philip Banks, you know, not to say that he's not living a black life because I don't remember what episode it was, but. He had to check Will one of these one of those episodes about his blackness because Will was very was, very first you know, one, the very first yeah, one messing messing with him hard. But he's like, yep. yo, psh, I I left that. You know what I'm saying? I don't gotta still act like that just because you know that don't make me less black because I got bread. You know what I'm saying? So now I brought I brought up the point just to say that like that point just to see like how he chose the most poverty stricken uh, character out of the four characters that we just named. That's but that's why authentically black. Like, but that's why like, I said what I said. I started off and I said it mm -hmm. stereotypically, it's gonna yeah, be that's general. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's what, what, what but at the end of the day, it's like they're all they all lived authentic black lives. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the point that I was and that's trying why, to make. That's why I asked the you know question. Man? Like they all lived yeah, authentic. That's why I asked lives. the question. And he picked that person, that particular character, because he um like it really he has that connection. He has that connection and, and with, based that, on... with that character. So I'm gonna pick this character. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, that, but what my point was is as long as we all know that they live that that's you know, there are black people that live like Martin. There are black people that live like um, Carlton Banks. Then you can still understand that this is an authentic life, and then you can appreciate that and watch that in a film, like for mm-hmm. in, like in Get Out, that particular character. Um, he was a photographer. You know what I'm saying? He didn't. You know, he he grew up and and he came up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a authentic black life. You know what I'm saying? And we don't really question that because we know that, you know, that aspect can happen. Or your boy, like your boy from Monster. Yeah, which was coming. a good film. Which was a good film. Review coming soon. But I, like I, that, I, I only mean, seen like, the preview. I still ain't watched it. I still ain't watched it either. That's a, that's a good example. Like, mm-hmm. dude is not okay. your stereotypical and got caught up with the stereotypicals and watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely black trauma, too. Like, mm-hmm. up and down street uh, black trauma. 100%. 100%. I did have a question. Um, so you have a lot of black trauma films and some are more impactful than triggering others, you know, vice versa. Some are more triggering than impactful. What off the top of your head, if if you, if you know any right now, what's a black trauma film that you've seen that you probably don't want to watch again, just for the simple fact is triggering. History X. Go ahead, my bad. History X. Have you seen History X? American History. Yeah, American, American History. There's a few of them for me actually. Yeah, it's a, it's a few of them for me actually. Just because it's that same thing. I I don't. I watched it. I got the message from it. I got what they were saying in the film. I I don't particularly want to sit here and watch this again. But if I say one that like burnt it into my head. Probably, yeah, probably American History X. Like that was the one that probably like burned it into my head. Like I don't want to see this shit no more at all. I, that or um or um. Y'all gotta appreciate good films, man. Y'all tripping. I'm not saying it's not a good film. I'm not saying it's not a good film. Yeah, like I'm just no, it's a great film. I just I just can't watch that shit over and over. Like that's the one that like put in my head. Like nah. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. No, I agree. I'm not saying y'all not. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that that shit didn't bother me. Like I, I like like this film, like this. Like when he stepped on dude's head on the on the yeah, on the that curb. was crazy. Put your mouth on the curb. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. Yeah, that that was that was, yeah, that was that shit was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, it's a great film though. Great film. Yeah. What you got? Uh, what you said? Fruitvale Station, Gil. Fruitvale Station. Yeah. I, I, I sat. I watched that in the theaters, and I said never again. But it just it just, it just took you through a roll. It just. It just took you through a roller coaster because you felt like you, the way he Coogler shot the movie, like it was felt like you, felt like you knew to do. It was like you spent the whole day with him, mm-hmm. spent the entire day with him, to only to see his life end up. See like his that. whole regular routine. Yeah, see him trying to turn over his a regular new leaf. everyday routine. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to turn mm-hmm. over a new leaf, trying to like how what he meant to his family, what he meant to his daughter, what he meant to his, his girlfriend, and then for that to just end abruptly and with. No remorse. It was just like, nah, I, 
And, I, and for, for it to be a true story on top of that, mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I can't really, I loved it, loved the film. I just, I can't really see myself watching that again. Off of that, another one is um, When They See Us. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, When They See Us was like- And, 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 and still ain't seen it. Oh. Just cause like, I. I, I tried it's to watch, rough. bro. I tried. I tried rough, to watch. Man. I tried to get through that. I tried to get through the. Uh, I I haven't finished it. I say I haven't finished it. I I seen it. I haven't finished it, bro. I that shit. <laughs> that's a different. It's a different type of. It's a different type of um, frustration. Yeah, no. It, like it, something that had that, and yeah. and that, and that's a part of the black experience. Like something that had nothing to do with me whatsoever. Outside of. I was like, it, I, it didn't affect me whatsoever as far as like a direct effect on my life. And that shit still like, that shit's like watching my brother or my cousin. And this is some shit I'm watching and I already know what happens. <laughs> and I still don't want to watch it. <laughs> so yeah. That, another another nah. thing that I, that I feel like is on the same topic is films that, um, that portray that black trauma heavy that are not created by black creators. Um, like a Django, yeah. for for example, like just for a big yeah. example. Do you um do you think the reason why you see so many of them is has to do with more of a financial success, or is it the accolades that get uh, that get associated with doing these films, or is it just culturally significant? Like they're trying to say because like the reason I, I bring that up is because you look at films like. Uh, like uh, like Banks was saying, like twelve years a slave. Uh, I look at it, I did the numbers. So they spent twenty million to shoot the film, and you know worldwide, world. Okay, so domestically they made fifty six million, but worldwide they're one hundred eighty million. So it's a, it's a it's a success. But you take that to a film, you know, years before like Amistad, you know they they spent they might have they might have broke even like on on that film. They spent forty million made 40 million and then that that was it but i'm a star you know success wise accolade wise it's right up yeah. there you know it's right up there so do you think it's cultural financial or you know is it accolade driven like what's what's the purpose um what, think, what are you saying like the reason they making them like they I, continue yeah, to make yeah. them they're making them they make them at a high level even go ahead even black people i think i think um black trauma sells Right. It started it started with 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 the, the representation. Right. Like we've always been representation in this in this light. Right. Always. And I think our films reflect our society, especially for, for the black community. Right. And I think black trauma sells like seeing poor black people on crack sells. That's why Snowfall is so successful. I think it sells like it's a it's a snow. I think Snowfall is a great story. But what's selling that story is black people on crack. The crack era is what's selling, what, what, what is getting people intrigued um, to watch that show. And I think black drama sells. The, and, then, and then when you have a show that's black trauma, um, and then it, it gives you everything else that we want to see in film, like Lovecraft. Um, like Lovecraft gave us a great story, great plot, great acting, um, realistic representation and stuff like that. Then we love it even more. But we have film that has, that has the representation. And now that I'm talking about this off topic real quick, Blade is kind of a film that doesn't really have black trauma. No. Like, like I'm thinking about it, like what's, what's the black trauma in Blade? 
when he was I mean, born. His right? mother's, I, I mean, his mother's attacked when he's born, but I guess that's not why she wasn't, she wasn't attacked because she, 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 she was black. attacked because she was black. You're right. Yeah. Single mom? She's attacked because she was. She's a single black, mom because she was because she was attacked. Wasn't she? Wasn't yeah? No, she was pregnant already. She was pregnant prior. She was pregnant already. Yeah, but I don't think I don't. I think I think I think never explained what happened. I was never in the picture. Yeah, but I never explained where where his pops was. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think that's more so of. Um, just the story. I don't know if that's necessary. Black Trump. I think that's Probably. just the story. Because wasn't because Blade we, White in any it, of them? In the in any of the comics, wasn't he? I know. I, I, I think he was. Yeah, he was, I think he was I think always, he's always, always black. black. He's always been yeah. black. I felt like there wasn't. There was one comment made by forgot. I forgot the white dude that that's like his handler, whatever. Talking about having to raise a black child and him struggling with identity, things like mm-hmm. that. Okay. It's kind of like offhand comment, but it's yeah. not really something that they. Yeah, but it's not really like based in, yeah. in black yeah. trauma, right? Like he doesn't really face oh, certain things, be, and, and because he's because he's black, if that makes sense, right? Like he's not looked at less of a hero because he's black or something like that. Also, yeah. also though, but you see how we like the the conclusions we came to, based off the little information we have about that. Like immediately we were like, Stereotypical. oh shit his pops went around like like immediately how we like jumped into that that's what mm-hmm. i was talking about earlier like it's kind of that shit's kind of programmed to where like you automatically assume this that and the third like why we couldn't assume like his dad was a war hero and died yeah yeah and his mom I was agree. pregnant that, like yeah, i mean I it happens wars. that's what happens when you repeatedly put out these kinds of films <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. over niggas do not fight no wars man cut out but I, but no I, I, I like true. the fact that you brought that up because like i, I think the part of the understated part of his character is is his struggle, <laughs> struggle with identity like yeah. the guy is a black va- black vegan vampire who, who walks in the daytime? Like, it's, no way, it's no way you drink vampire. blood and be called vegan, bro. There's no way you drink. I'm just saying, well, vegan and no, he's not. I don't mean like vegan in the, he's not vegan in, in the sense of he doesn't eat people. Like, he's exactly. A, oh, okay, okay, you're right. You know what I mean? I don't mean like literally. Wait a minute. But like, I got, I got you. In that world, in that world, he's looked at, looked at as like, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I was just thinking, like as I was talking, for some reason, Blade popped into my head. Um, I don't even remember what we what, what we were talking. We about. were talking about why they 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 they, they do this. Oh, right, right, this. right, 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 right. I, I would say I, I would say that it's it, it's situational because I think that there's sometimes it's done for money. Money. I think sometimes it's done for for the actually putting out the message and, and showing the trauma. Some people are putting it out to, so they can relate. Like, cause I think of like a, a um a, a a comedy Friday. You know, Friday is is there's a lot of Brock trauma in that, but that's like he wrote that to be funny, but to have everyone relate to all the funny stuff that we go through in the hood and that kind of thing. So, like, I think it just depends on who's writing it, who's filming it, and that kind of thing before you can decide like what's the the purpose behind it. I kind of want to challenge challenge what you were saying, right? Because because mm-hmm. I think Friday has some black trauma in it, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't see Friday as kind of the black trauma that I was was thinking of when I thought about it, mainly because maybe, and I'm thinking now mainly mainly because it is a comedy and they're trying to make, mm-hmm. they're kind of making fun. Um, but to challenge that, I want to talk about, because we're, we're starting to see a lot more, a, a heavier push of a certain, a, like situational type stuff, like like 1950s Jim Crow, the Underground Railroad, <clears throat> slavery movies, um, you know, different things like that, right? Then we then we we talked about like films with with black people incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? Like different things like that. Like where is the game or what is the mace the message 
that can be gained or learned from those type of films? I think it's just more like being able to relate yeah. to the black experience. Um, I, that's why I think a lot of these things are are important. And I was gonna say earlier about as far as like, you know, when you guys asked what was the film that, you know, you just can't watch. Um, I don't have a problem watching any film. Um, I won't watch a film because it's like, oh, I can't watch that because I know this is gonna happen. I feel like a lot of that stuff is needs, it needs to be said, it needs to be seen. Like Fruitville Station, that needs to be seen. Like that, that junk happened right there in San Francisco, like in our lifetime. We, if we didn't see that movie, like most of us wouldn't even know about it unless we, you know, we, were, we watched the news or whatever, whatever. Um, but, you know, the average person is not watching the news and they're not watching the news from across the country that, that's not even near them. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I think it just depends. No, I agree with that. I, do, I agree with what you just said, too. I do agree. I think I, agree. I think we do need to hear that story. Do do I want um, those stories to happen all the time? I, I, I would like to hear about the most. I would like to hear about all those stories news-wise. Mm -hmm. but, but then going into, like, films, do we need to make a film about about because plenty of there's been a lot of people that has been shot by police right do we need to make a story about all that for us to understand what that message is mm -hmm. like like um two distant strangers do we really need to see that to know for us to, um to know what that message is or what that film was about to to live that or relate to that experience and stuff like that so so that, that's kind of like what i meant i feel like mm -hmm. some, some people like the only thing that does catch they out like beastly was saying unless you like why I know people who don't watch the news like they don't watch mm -hmm. the news anytime they see a news channel they they keep scrolling they they won't even pay attention to it because they like some people are like aware of what's going on and they just don't want to see it and some people just don't care so it's like I I feel like it's it's necessary for those people who ain't watching it because the only thing that's going to get you, some people to sit down is a damn movie oh shit um Joey Badass in this movie let me let me Peep this. Oh shit, what the fuck going on? Like he man and die like nine times in the first 15 minutes. Like and you 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 get into stuff like that. Like, but I also on on another note, like kind of see what you're saying when it when it's like I feel like those movies get more push than our other movies. Like when you have like I, I really didn't know how many, like it's actually like a few black creators, directors, producers, like, that want to do, like, black sci-fi, black and all, but our movies don't get no push on that end, but say we about to make a movie about Pookie and Peanut running out and, and, and doing a drug run in the middle of Dallas, that shit gonna, that shit gonna blow up, like, so I, I get, I get what both of y'all are saying, so I, I do feel it's necessary, but at the same time, I feel like we, a, a, a bigger light needs to be shined on our other projects as well. Agreed. Some, some I think that goes. I think that goes off what. You, sorry, yeah, but what you were saying earlier about the how you said um, the black tra uh, black trauma sells. That's why I get so much push. I mean, that's why it's in the light. And then as far as like the sci-fi stuff and the other stuff, I feel like, I feel like uh, us as a community, we got to get behind that stuff first before we can push it out to the rest of the people because we all have to agree that if a black sci-fi movie came out. Tomorrow, most most black people are gonna be like, "Oh, here go a, a a knockoff Star Wars," and it's like, "What are we doing?" Like we're we're like our biggest haters at times. So I don't know. I kind of I kind of I kind of disagree with the idea that um that people don't push or stand behind black sci-fi's and black horrors and stuff like that, especially now because we're seeing a lot yeah. more. So even these films with black trauma 
have that sci-fi, like Two Distant Strangers, is a, mm-hmm. it's a sci-fi film, you know what I'm saying? Even them. Uh, yeah, them. Um, most of these films are have some sort of aspect to it, which is what I kind of like because we're kind of mixing, you know, mixing that. But I would just like to see a strictly sci-fi film that doesn't relate to 1950s Jim Crow, you know what I'm saying? Or, or mm-hmm. like, like a blade, you know what I'm saying? Like something similar to that. Um, even a little bit of Hancock um, has some some aspects where it's not completely based in some sort of uh, black cinema in a way. You know what I'm saying? They don't but mention him that. being black in Hancock, do they? Not really. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they mention him being black in Hancock. It's more like implied. I think. I think yeah. with like the mannerisms yeah. Yeah. and again, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. which is not kind of like right. which is not kind of like what what I'm talking about. Like I'm not talking about because I think that adds to the. Oh, office. I would just. I would just yeah, I think that adds to like black people in general. Like, yeah. like and then there are some instances where where it's it's overplayed. Like they overplayed. Like they're trying to overplay being black to show like yo, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Yeah, we, what I won't say the word. Yeah, I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it. Outside of that film, let's 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 talk about outside of that film that we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Outside of that film and the other film that that we all know what I'm talking about. Outside of those two films, <laughs> <laughs> what what's the film that you feel um, they, they overplay blackness here, or um, try to overplay blackness, attempt that overplay blackness? Um, Malibu's Most Wanted. Even though that was kind of the point of the movie, I felt yeah. like to a certain extent, like they drug, like it was like, bro, we don't do all that now. Come on. Part of the jokes, though. Yeah, yeah. I get like saying. you get what I'm saying. Like it's like it's like I get it. This is supposed to be funny, but we don't do all that. Like y'all dragging it. Like so, it's it's. So could, I feel like. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, can't you say that about like the, some of the Wayne's movies, like the yep. um, Don't Be yeah, Amazed in South Central? I, I, I was just it. about to go into all the parody movies. I like sometimes, like they that, like they so drag it. Are we okay? So are we taking that that part out? Like yeah, I want to take parody? that part out because I feel like I feel like that's like the purpose of it. Like I feel like they 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 sit down and create these projects to overplay that to to play okay. on our stereotypes and make fun of it and stuff like that. Because I was I'm thinking that, but then I was like, I was like, man, sometimes like y'all y'all really do like y'all y'all. Y'all drag this shit the extra mile. Um, uh, I feel like it happens in a lot of uh, videos when a lot when uh, a lot of like white celebrities, like like pop stars, they like cross over and try to like delve into black music. Like if you pay attention to a lot of their videos, a lot of us are like overplayed as like these overconfident, over overachieving big big ass jewelry like if you i mean it, it's in everything it's in pop culture everywhere even if you if you've ever seen wrestling how they used to have a black characters on, on wrestling like they was always written in as like these these extremely hood and like they didn't act authentic at all it's in pop culture everywhere like that we're, we're it's over we're all over exaggerated everywhere <laughs> do you think do you think that um Go that, go ahead. I, I was just saying it's everywhere. I wasn't making that like a like a perfect point, but I'm yeah. like, it's everywhere. Shout out like, to D'Lo Brown, man. Sorry. Facts. Shout out to D'Lo Brown. <laughs> do you think Facts. do you do you think that that over like they everybody want. ODing it and overplaying it? Do you think that messes with our idea of authentic of like authentic? For kids who are raised on it, yes. For kids who I are think, raised I, on it, like that's yes. all you watch, yes. So it kind of goes that, into you, what's do you find yeah. that as a as a yeah. as a as a form of black trauma? 
Do you see that as what? a form of black trauma? Yeah, that's a new version of trauma that uh, these kids to of today extent, yeah. will experience because like you're not- it's kind of like the whole debate with the whole uh, iPhone, iPad generation and the kids experiencing FOMO and all that. That's a trauma that these kids have that we know nothing about. What's a black trauma like based film that you want to see me or make yourself? Mm, I got it. Uh, Black version of the Sandlot. But they can't afford nothing. Yo, real quick, real quick. I'm not being funny. I'm being dead ass. That you bring that up, that you bring that, it it brings me to, you know, they remaking the Wonder Years with a Black family? It's like already they like they already finished um filming. Like they they done. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, and it's the same, it's, like it's kind of like the same thing. Like and they have uh who's the dude that's in the eighties? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Sixties. I think it's the sixties. Oh, the 60s? that's what I meant. Yeah, the sixties. Yeah, sixties. But who's the who's the what's his name that played um War Fresh Machine? Savage. No, what's the dude that made oh. play War Machine? Uh Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto, yeah, he's he's narrating it. He's playing like older Sam or whatever case, whatever his name is. He's playing the older and he's now ready. But they're literally like making the Wonder Years. Yo, Don Cheeto been working lately. Yeah, he does. He's always been working. Don Cheeto. Yo, this this nigga in Space Jam. This nigga doing everything. But but how do y'all feel about that? Like they they because and the reason why I ask this the reason why I ask is remember we we always talk about like reboots, remakes, and stuff like that. And sequels and stuff, and I'm always the one that's like, "Yo, make sequels, make sequels, make sequels, make reboots, right?" And then y'all are more strategic with what y'all want to see a remake of, right? And then we had the conversation of, and and it's not just us; like we see it all over where they have the conversation about, like, why are we, like, we have so many black uh, characters out there that that haven't been explored. Why are we just putting black faces in characters that have already been explored? And I'm more, and me, I, I, I 100% agree with that. But I also want to see, um, you know, those those white characters now being explored as black characters because it's going to be a spin. different story. But it's also going to be, um, like like for example, you sat down and watched it with your pops, your uncle, your grandfather, whatever, and you saw it a white faces seeing it, and you didn't have that same connection. But now you could rewatch it. And have that connection, a different connection, that you wouldn't have been able to have if they created brand new characters for that. So, like, what's your thoughts on that? Now, now is um, my question is: is it a is it like, is it like a, a parallel universe where like this black family lives, like, or is it like we're replacing that family, and this is the story right. of so, the black family and the one year? <laughs> like, what is it? So, I just read that like little short article about it. And, and from that article is is saying that they're re, like rebooting it and doing this like the same feel the same thing that they, they just casted an all black family and like I, they I'm play not the sure. black versions of that family yeah okay. yeah a black version family? now I'm not sure I'm not 100 sure if it's like a black family in that same neighborhood but they're just doing the same thing but with a black family somewhere else or if they're but I, I kind of think they kept the same names too because the the girl that played. In the article, they had a, a the girl that played um, his love interest um, was giving shout outs to the new black actress that's playing her now in this coming one. So I'm thinking they're just doing the same thing just with a black family. So obviously it's gonna be different. Storylines gonna be different because black family experience different things. So of course it's gonna be different in that aspect, but I do think it's the same, like the same kind of characters though. Hmm. It says um, it's the reboot that will follow a black middle-class family in the, the 60s. 
Mm-hmm. And if it's a reboot, then they're pretty much doing kind of doing the same, like the same feel to it. Most of the times with reboots, they kind of do the same. They're taking kind of the same storyline and just twisting it a little bit to fit, you know, today or whatever the case may be. Like like the uh, like the Chucky, you know, like the new Chucky with the robot type shit. It's the same story, but kind of you know a little bit different. So like, what? How do y'all feel about that? Because there's gonna be some black trauma. You can't have a a, a family a, a story of about a, black a black family, family in the seventies, in the sixties or seventies. Yeah, yeah you and can't not have black um, trauma. I was I was just gonna say that um, I'm interested to see the I'm interested to see the approach. Um, I actually fucked with the years, so it it that's that's interesting to see what how they gonna um, how they'll approach everything and see how it goes. I'm 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 interested. I want to see how it goes. I, and I, I don't never be like, I don't, I'm just not for reboots when it don't make sense. Or when you half-assed reboot, like you don't, I feel like you, you, I don't know, like you don't, but I guess to another creator, maybe they feel like they not half-assing it. And that's just my perspective, but that's, that's my issue with the reboots. Like you do it justice if you're going to do it, but yeah, I'm interested. Back to that question. What, what's a, what's a black trauma film, like black trauma based film? That y'all want to see? Damn, I thought or, that was the question. Um, I would say, uh, I would want to. I would really want to see. If I just had to pick one, I would want to see the everyday life of a black cop, in like now, like what what you dealing with. And I mean, you can even date it back to as soon as 2012. Like you can have little flashbacks in it to dating back to 2012, like when Trayvon Martin first happened. Because I mean, of course, we had million, like thousands of of of, of um, social injustices before that, but that was just the one that, like, it was monumentous. Like, it kicked us into where we are now. You could show like flashbacks of how he was then, and and how he is now as a cop. That that's something I would want to see. What about you, Gills? Um, I mentioned I mentioned before, like. Uh, I would like to see, I mean, I'm partial to biopic, so I would like to see Leslie Odom Jr. get his, like his standalone movie of, of playing Sam Cooke by himself. But another thing, uh, like the life and death of Sam Cooke, but another thing I would like to see that I don't think it's highlighted a lot, it would be like the, I wanted, I wanted, I'd want to see the last days of like somebody like um, Len Bias, you know, somebody who, who's not talked about in, mm. you know, in culture that, that often, but you know, as always, the thought of what could have been, what could be, you know, or you know how what impact it had on his family, you know, what led up to the events that happened, you know, when he when he OD'd. But um, yeah, you can you can because I think it's a great I think it would be a great time period because you can go to the Reagan '80s, you know, with you know with uh, crack cocaine and everything. You can touch on you know his battles with Jordan, you know him leading up to the draft and then showing, you know, exactly what happened and, you know, the fallback you know, to what the impact it had on his family when he was on his way. So. The first person I thought of was Bass Reeves. I'm with the guys heard of Bass Reeves. He was the first African-American uh, deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi River back in like uh, late 1800s and He's basically, he was basically a runaway slave and he became uh, a deputy U.S. Marshal. He killed 14 outlaws and like captured 3,000 something guys or whatever. I would want to highlight that um, story. That's interesting. And, 
And but the thing is, I I, I was looking it up as y'all were talking. Somebody already made a film on that, but it didn't do so well. It's called Hell on the Border. It, it looked like it got two out of five stars here. What year was it, man? 2019, and I've never heard of this film until okay. now. Might have to check that out. But it, it was direct. It was directed by uh, uh, Randall Lee Smith, white dude. So I mean, they go to that's what I'm talking. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to direct that myself. Honestly, see, see what, what about you, uh, Beasley? Um. What was the question again? I was reading. Like a black trauma you would like to like see, see made or create yourself. Oh yeah, that question. Um myself. Like I said, that's, that's a tough one for me because of the um the 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 okay, actually I would actually want to see one. Uh I would like to see them redo is that a remake or reboot? Remake uh Higher learning. Higher learning. I'd that. love to see that today, and mm -hmm. how that would crack like off. Mo modern, like modern, modern day version. higher learning, and I would also actually I would like to see she just walk through. I want to argue with her. Either a, a modern day higher learning or like a higher learning at like at like not necessarily at a H because that wasn't a H no at like a HBCU and see how maybe how that works and maybe i don't know uh, kind of kind of takes away from the plot though wouldn't it yeah no nah, because yeah, you got you got minorities that go to hbcus as well so they're I mean, not there the could same be, type of minorities I, I i get it i get it i'm just saying there's there's okay but how about with their hbcus where they have neighboring regular colleges Ooh, yeah. yeah okay okay you know i'm saying like there's, okay there, there's a lot of stuff you can do mm -hmm. it's just i just want you know i thought the movie was great that's probably one of my favorite movies but mm -hmm. i just want to see a newer with, with you saying that, I kind of... All right, so at first I was thinking I want to see more Black trauma films about things other than police brutality. Like, we have this huge thing going on with um, voter suppression. Let's see mm -hmm. something. Let's see a documentary or something, you know, highlighting that situation. But now that you say um, higher learning, I do... I would want to direct myself more HBU, HBCU plot films. Mm. Like, like, more stories that's based around um college education um lawyers doctors you know of course those type of things but like the the traumas that go on around um african-americans going to college going to school you know getting the resources that they need and stuff like that like building stories and stuff like that based on that i think that would be something um that we could still have that trauma and show that trauma but also have some success and see some the positives that can come out of that i think that would be dope to see too yeah, I agree. That's that. That's right up the uh, what, what I was probably you know that that'd be dope. I actually everybody has solid. I I fucked everybody has solid ideas for real. For real. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but all right, that was the all show. Right, you know what I'm saying that was a dope show. I think we had a dope conversation. Um, you know, dope more dope conversations to go in the future. Dope topics. I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. If you haven't. Go ahead and check out last season. You know what I'm saying? Get caught up. See how we, you know, how everything works out. So that's the show. For the Real Talk Faithful, welcome back. Welcome mm. back. Sir. Um, Appreciate y'all. And we out. Certified. Certified real. Hey, I'm a little excited. You heard it here first. 
Certified Real. Airborne. You are now listening to Real Talk Podcast. This is Certified.